0: Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is April 29th, 2020. Wow. It's like super hump day today. And hump, I mean, it feels like we're climbing Mount Everest to get to the top and start the avalanche and the peak... And, um, my computer hates me. Okay. Excellent. So it feels like we're climbing the top to Mount Everest, right? And at the peak is where we need to have our, uh, General Flynn. That's basically it. We need General Flynn at the top. And, uh, this is how things will play out correctly. Uh, because then the avalanche comes and it's going to be sweet, but you know, we're, we're making our way up there. And today out of all days. By the way, and I've set my uh, you know tweet deck with questions all the way up until twelve twenty seven. I think I asked four questions that were very specific. Uh, you know, you can hashtag ask agbar, and just to follow them, I put the hashtag Tory says. Uh, you know, because I wanted to see who this guy is and uh, that uh, Bill Clinton pardoned. Uh, there are no archives. I asked for both Vincent and Vincent. Uh, and Presidential Archives and the Justice Department has no idea where he is. I also asked about uh, why we're using a vendor to select jury pools for the courts that's linked to top swamp echelons run by General Hayden and General Jones. Isn't this, uh, isn't this a corruption of justice? Referring to Flynn, Manafort, Stone and other faceless victims of this Russia hoax. So hopefully we can get answers on that. Um, I do have uh, more questions. I mean, I can tell you as my listeners what I've scheduled. Uh, The next question that should be going out is, why are we still contracting our agencies with companies like TAC, Lockheed, CGI, Clearforce, etc., when they help orchestrate this coup against our nation? And then the other one is, uh, where can citizens submit grievances for misuse of courts on a local level by local AGs and state officials? Local avenues say no jurisdiction slash Supreme Courts, etc. And the Justice Department say no jurisdiction. So where do the people go to redress grievances. And then the last one's about Gina Haspel. And it is, is Gina Haspel under investigation? After all, she ran point in London for Brennan to source out his company's actions from Luxembourg GSG that ultimately orchestrated all this via Daniel Jones stateside. So that's a question that, um, you know, I have now, I'm don't know if he's actually answering questions or if he's just collecting information. I'm pretty sure the majority is going to be like, when, when are you going to arrest someone like that? I could picture, you know, uh, but, um, so we have that going on now. It just kicked off at the beginning of, uh, my show. So it'll be pretty interesting. Uh, you know, when, uh, this comes in, uh, you know, if I get any answers. In the meantime, you know, new cycle is not lackluster. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot um, that um, is going on, and um, a lot of people aren't really paying attention. So. Bef- you know obviously we know that um, our problem is with people uh, that uh, with companies, big tech companies silencing us, uh, taking us off the internet, disallowing us to see information that they disagree with. Uh, they have self-nominated themselves as the holders of all truth. <laughs> Holders of all truth. And, um, you know, we do know that Attorney General Barr pretty much had like his, you know, big tech, you know, discussion about two months ago where he met with all of them. Uh, But it's still perpetuating. And it seems like this, you know, Section 230 is being used as a weapon against our rights as citizens. And it needs to be fixed. Obviously, as an attorney general, uh, he used it on the side that they're um, obstructing justice by disallowing law enforcement to have access to things. Uh, like communications in order to hinder uh, child human trafficking and, and, and major crimes, right? They don't care if you and your friend are arranging, you know, a stint at your local grocery store to steal gummy bears. Uh, they care about major crimes, uh, you know, that, that, you know, warrant them to violate uh, your uh, right to privacy. And so this isn't happening. So um, it's not happening yet. But the conversation is happening. So that's one. We also have uh, the deep state in full panic. I mean, they don't know if they're going or coming. Uh, Mayor de Blasio has completely lost it. Um, It kind of seems like Mitch McConnell is kind of bending a little bit to the Democrats by offering bailouts. All of us should be calling every single one of our representatives uh, in the House and in the Senate saying, don't bail them out. Don't bail. We don't need a bailout. No bailout, nothing. We should not reward people for being bad money manage, managers. We should be showing the people of New York, of Pennsylvania, of Illinois, of California, just how crappy they are at managing all the taxes they've been taking off of them and how they have zero dollars and how they've been embezzling money. This is how you make things happen. By Bare naked. So um, you know that's that's interesting. Uh, earlier today, uh, Secretary Pompeo asks uh, answers some questions that were posed to him uh, during his uh, press conference. Uh, we also had um, you know uh, the the new White House communication strategy uh, pretty much showcased, and then um, you know <laughs> we're seeing a lot. Of, it's Hump Day it's, it's, it's throwback Thursday, right? So let's throw back to a crime that happened and expose it on a Thursday. So Wednesday, Wednesday is like this ramp up. So that's pretty exciting. Um, unless it actually comes out on a hump day, but on hump days where you're getting over the hump Thursday, will be like throwback. Um, so waiting for that. So while we're on the topic of social media, and uh, free speech. I wanted to uh, play, of course, my beloved Tucker, um, who had an excellent piece out in regards to how big tech censors uh, dissent over coronavirus lockdowns. Because it seems like they're upset that you're not scared. Like the Mayo Clinic, you know, Vice President Pence and other people went to visit, and everybody was wearing masks. Except for Vice President Pence. And so people were mad that he wasn't wearing a mask. Then the Mayo Clinic had the cheek to tweet out, well, we told him he needs to wear one. But then they deleted the tweet. And it's like, hmm, hold on. Maybe the vice president knows something you're not telling the people. Uh, and he's not wearing a mask. Because it seems that if you're not terrified enough to wear a mask, you're a problem. And, you know, yesterday uh, when governors had announced the mandate of wearing masks, I actually went and ran into some police officers. They were like, I'm not going to do that. Nobody's wearing masks. My- this is a hoax. Even the police officers say it's a hoax. And they turn around and say things like, you know, when that governor is going to want my vote, he's not getting it, period. Because terrorizing the population is not the way to get your point across ever ever so here we are it's all coming down it's all happening and it's just like darn this hump day so let's start first on how doctors in a viral video question corona guidelines and obviously they're banned take a listen
1: in this show we played you a clip from a nearly hour-long video produced by two physicians in california doctors dan erickson and arton masihi Likely many of you had already seen it, that video has had more than 5 million views on YouTube. In their presentation, the two doctors presented a flurry of data pointing to what we are currently learning about this virus and how it spreads. They recited pages of government statistics and then interpreted them in light of their own long clinical experience as doctors. At one point, they noted that the newly adjusted death rate in their state of California, which is much lower than anyone expected it to be, and they asked if government officials there should change their policies based on this new science. Watch. We've seen
2: 1,227 deaths in the state of California with a possible uh, incidence or prevalence of 4.7 million. That means you have a 0. 0.03 chance of dying from COVID 19 in the state of California. 0. 0.03 chance of dying from COVID in the state of California. Is that? Does that necessitate sheltering in place? Does that necessitate shutting down medical systems? Does that necessitate people being out of work?
1: So, whatever your view of the mass quarantines, and maybe you're enthusiastically for them, the questions you just heard are valid questions. In fact, they're critical questions. We should all be asking those questions, including and especially our policymakers. But as Dr. Erickson pointed out later in the video, dissent of any kind is no longer tolerated in this country. Fact-based honesty, which is the soul of science, is under attack, even in hospitals. Dr. Erickson described physicians being pressured to classify illnesses and deaths as related to coronavirus, whether they believe that to be true or not.
2: We aren't pressured to test for flu, but ER doctors now, my friends that I talk to say, you know, it's interesting when I'm when I'm writing up my death report, I'm being pressured to add COVID. Why is that? Why are we being pressured to add COVID to maybe increase the numbers and make it look a little bit worse than it is? I think so.
1: So what you just heard, what Dr. Erickson described is called lying. And lying has no place in science ever. It's scary to think it takes place on a large scale in hospitals. He says it does. Viewers of Erickson's video were shocked and transfixed by this. They forwarded the video to friends who forwarded it on to their friends. And suddenly, millions of people who have spent the last six weeks on a diet of Tiger King and Internet memes were watching sober-minded medical researchers reading from charts of statistics. It's hard to recall a science video taking off like this one did. Not everyone was impressed by it. Some criticized the doctor's policy conclusions. And of course, that's fair. Decent people have different opinions. We're not entirely certain what the perfect response to this pandemic is. Nobody is certain. There's no objective answer at the moment. At best, we can plot along with open minds and good faith. More informed debate is exactly what we need to make wise decisions going forward. Unfortunately for all of us, informed debate is exactly what the authorities don't want. They want unquestioned obedience, so they're cracking down on free expression. Last night, the doctor's video, the one you just saw, was pulled off of YouTube, the largest video hosting site in the world. It wasn't an accident. YouTube admitted doing it. The company cited a violation of, quote, community guidelines, and they did not apologize. Looking back when all of this is finally over, and it will be, It's likely we'll see this moment, what YouTube just did, as a turning point in the way we live in this country, a sharp break with 250 years of law and custom. The Two Doctors' video was produced by a local television channel in California. It was, in effect, a mainstream news story. The video was not pornographic. It didn't violate copyright or incite violence or commit libel. It didn't break any law. The only justification for taking it down was that the two physicians on screen had reached different conclusions from the people currently in charge. It was a form of dissent from orthodoxy. YouTube and its parent company, Google, have now officially banned dissent. The CEO of YouTube admitted that openly.
3: But then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated. So people saying like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric, like those are all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And so, remove is another really important part of our policy.
2: Mm-hmm. So you're not just putting the truth next to the lie, you're taking the lie down. That's a pretty aggressive approach.
1: We're removing, quote, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations. It'll now be taken off the internet. Consider that for a minute. As a matter just of science, it's ludicrous. Like everyone else involved in global pandemic policy, the WHO has often been wrong in its recommendations. A lot of people have. In mid-January, WHO told us that coronavirus could not spread from person to person. In March, they told us that face masks didn't work. Those were lies, and they were welcome on Google's platforms. Doctors who are actually treating patients with the virus, meanwhile, have just been banned. So no, this is not about science. Censorship never is about science. It's about power. Big technology companies are using this tragedy to increase their power over the American population. They're working in concert with politicians in order to do it. Just today, Facebook removed an events page for a political protest in Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who runs that state, was no doubt pleased to see it. Grossly mismanaging an entire state is a lot easier when citizens are not allowed to complain about it, and now they're not. Last week, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg explained that protests like these are no longer protected political speech. They're, quote, misinformation.
4: How do you deal with the fact that Facebook is now being used to organize a lot of these protests to defy social distancing? Is somebody trying to organize something like that, does that qualify as harmful
2: information? We do classify that as harmful misinformation and we take that down.
1: Harmful misinformation, that is a phrase familiar to anyone who has watched totalitarian regimes in any country. It's now how Mark Zuckerberg describes political opinions he doesn't like. Our free press exists to push back against obvious abuses of power like this one. It's the reason we have a First Amendment. It's the only reason we have a First Amendment.
0: Or else we should just shut up and obey what they say. And who made Mark Zuckerberg? Who made Jack Dorsey? Who made YouTube in charge of what's right, what's wrong, what we're allowed to see, hear, talk about, share? Oh, oh. But, you know, Trump isn't doing things fast enough because we don't realize exactly what we're up against. You understand it's one man against all of them wanting to get to us, right, through all facets. So it's not just, oh, I'm just going to throw you all in the gulags. I'm going to shame you. I'm going to discredit you. I'm going to kill you ultimately. That's the way it is. That is what they want to do to you. I'm going to put you in a box because you are going to be scared to come out. These are the attacks that we're constantly under, uh, for decades and haven't seen it. We are only realizing it now. You know, that's the beauty of humanity that there is something called forgiveness, right? So you have to forgive yourself that you allowed them to do so much and go unchecked. So now it's down to the crunch and you've got a man willing to throw the punches for you. What are you going to do? You need to stand behind him and be loud. We will not shut up and obey. Right. Tucker put it so clear. I had to let him just go. He was he was perfect.
1: But suddenly our media are not concerned about freedom of speech. Reporters applaud our overlords as they punish us for disagreeing. You just saw it in that clip from CNN that happens every day. Our media are no longer challenging power. They are colluding with power.
0: Wait a minute. So, you mean collusion? <laughs> Let's talk about collusion. So, that was George Stephanopoulos who had coronavirus. But after saying he had coronavirus, he was, you know, trolling around in the Hamptons. But, uh, collusion. Right. What is collusion? Oh, getting together and conspiring together. Right. So we have uh, the top swamper's left and right working together in our agencies, and they were colluding with a bunch of other agencies. But there was one agency that nobody knows. Not even Barr knows the existence of some agencies. Let's be straight. Nobody knows the existence of some agencies, some brotherhoods. I'm just saying. Nobody knows. Right. They don't, period. And uh, that's the thing. It's like, oh, then they're subversive freely well then where's their subversion because subversive to be subversive means that you are uh, doing something under the guise usually to commit harm and Peter Strzok said it in his text well you know I think there's one agency responsible for not working with us but who is it we don't know yeah and you're never gonna know and not only that here's the collusion you got your media colluding your superstars colluding idiots colluding governors colluding attorney generals colluding secretary of state's colluding IRS people colluding, former federal employees colluding, everybody and their mother is colluding against you. And their group is small and we are bigger. So we need to just be a little bit tad more louder. But let's uh, listen to what else Tucker has to say so beautifully. Man, does he write his own?
1: I'm pretty sure he does. And that may be why there's been so little critical coverage of the massive expansion of our surveillance state currently in progress. In the name of fighting the coronavirus, tech companies are now following you through your cell phone. They're watching you from above with drones. Those sound like paranoid fantasies. They are not. It's happening as we speak. Yeah,
0: it is. I mean, we have the governor of North Dakota on Fox, of course, talking about, oh, I'm doing such a great job. Dude, your state has less than 20 dead and not and probably all of them died with COVID, not because of COVID you've shut it down. You've deployed drones to take temperatures, to follow people, to listen to people. You're deploying apps that you're going to, what What? what was the thing he put it on his plan? Because I saw the working, uh, the working memo. I saw it, but in his, uh, you know, politically correct speech, we will be strongly encouraging people to, to, to download it. Uh-huh. You tell someone in order to get something you need to download it, you're screwed. And I am glad that Attorney General Barr actually stepped up because you know, great and assault and all, and said, if we see you violating, you're getting, you know, sued by the federal government. It's it's almost like I knew because didn't I write that article? Uh, What was it? Two, two and a half weeks ago where I said this is the only thing, the decision that Trump had to make. What did I say was the decision? He doesn't really make one. He tells the governors to do it. But in the meantime, as he tells the governors to do it, as you see fit, uh, federal funds. Well, I got to ask questions about that and I got to see why you need it. And it has to be directly related to coronavirus. And we're seeing that play out. Oh, and by the way, if you like these newly acquired powers, uh, just so you know. I might have to step in with the federal government to spank you when you're violating, you know, the rights of people. And Barr clearly said the Constitution applies even in pandemic. So this is where two and a half weeks ago I wrote that. And to the T, exactly what's happening Pennsylvania's removing the dead we've got California Illinois and New York begging for money and it's like yo you know if you show me that you need it for coronavirus and because of coronavirus I'm more than happy to help I mean I sent you ships I sent you military doctors beds I mean what else do you want you want more money for what oh you mean you spent the money on illegals and don't have any tough nookies that's not coronavirus fault that's your fault right but here we go
1: Needless to say, our politicians approve of this.
0: How do you feel about the drones? Look, uh,
5: at this point, we, we need to save lives. And it's really important that in public spaces, people are abiding by the directives.
0: <laughs> right. We're saving lives. Of course, it's OK that drones are documenting your every move, your face, your temperature and your heart rate. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, for the greater good.
1: Yeah, we've gotta do it. So what do we have here? We have big companies partnering with the government to spy on you without your knowledge. Americans locked in their homes, banned from going to church, placated with sedatives like weed and beer. Anyone who speaks up is silenced. Political demonstrations are illegal. Organizers are arrested. Only opinions approved by leaders, many of them unelected, are allowed on information platforms. Does that sound familiar? It sounds a lot like China. Of all the many ironies,
0: totally sounds like China, doesn't it? That's why I said North Dakota is a red state. And by red, I mean China, because they were selected. This was all pre-planned. They were selected, selected. The state is very important, selected
1: of this moment. So many of them bitter. The hardest to swallow is this one. As we fight this virus, we are becoming far more like the country that spawned it. We are becoming more like China. It's horrifying. And it tells you everything that our professional class enthusiastically welcomes this. Over the weekend, the Atlantic Magazine published an article by two academics calling for an end to freedom of speech in America, their model for an ideal system, the totalitarian government of China. Quote, in the debate over freedom versus control of the internet, China was largely correct and the US was wrong, end quote. You ought to read the whole thing. Truly, you should. It's the future. We could quote from it from the rest of the show, but we'll give you just one more. Quote, significant monitoring and speech control are inevitable components of a mature and flourishing Internet, and governments must play a large role in these practices to ensure that the Internet is compatible with society's norms and values.
0: Wait a minute. So we've got a bunch of soy boys and unelected people that are going to dictate what society's norms and values are. You mean it's normal? You know, what's normal? Rosie O'Donnell, you know, foaming at the mouth, you know, for, for rubbish and what she says is good. Well, well, what's normal? What's normal? What media matters pushes? What's normal that they tell you that you don't own your kids, but the government owns them and they're your, everybody's kids. What's normal drag queen story time with little kids while they're twerking in front of them. And you know, what's normal what is normal? So they're going to tell us what is a normal value of society. Are you, what, what's the societal norm? What's a, what are the values of society? The society that they are feeding you. Does that look normal to you? Totally doesn't look normal to me. Absolutely abnormal. If anything, totally abnormal. People are insane. People are insane. I can't even believe that we're having this discussion. This is pure and utter insanity. What's normal? We're going to have what, Mark Zuckerberg's normal. He looks like he, he's a robot in Sophie's flesh, <laughs> in that new high tech flesh <laughs> or the digitally printed flesh. Are you kidding? Or what about Jack Dorsey? Well, he's stuck in Africa now. So what is normal is the question. Right. Think about that for a second as we go for a break. Think what is normal? Is today's society normal? What they're telling you normal, right? (laughs) Normal to want to kill children. Normal to want to kill old people. I mean, they're mooching off of us like get rid of them. Normal to want to get paid to do absolutely nothing. Normal, right? To not want borders. Normal to not want competition. Normal that everybody gets a prize. So there's really no winner. So what's the point of playing the game. Normal. T- they've really changed definitions. Remember, I've always said it's all about those darn definitions. Redefining words of what normal is. Normal. Mm. Clones' lives matter. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I see that the left is out of the gates, really upset. I uh, On one of my questions uh, to ask A.G. Barr, I haven't gotten any response. I think I sent out five questions. <laughs> I didn't get any response yet. Was, why are we using a vendor to select jury pools for the courts that's linked to swamp, top swamp echelons run by General Hayden and Jones? Isn't this a corruption of justice, Rea Flynn, Manafort, Stone, and other faceless victims of this Russia hostess? Ask AG Bar, hashtag Tori says. And one of them infiltrated and said, Report, report, report her. It's propaganda. So there we go, how they work. This is why I block a lot of the lefties, um, you know, because this is, this is where they go. So I'm going to retweet that. So if anybody can see who she is, make sure she's on a block list. She's one of those feeders uh, that ensures, uh, you know, that they can cause issues uh, to people. And obviously that tweet is not propaganda because that tweet is going to the attorney general. And it's a question valid question as to why we're using them. And see, that question should come up now, even in Flynn's case. I mean, Justice Sullivan, you know, said he was a traitor, didn't he? Right? He knew how they picked jury pools. They all know. They're not stupid. The Justice Department knows. Everybody knows. And no one is saying anything. Everybody knows and no one is saying anything. That everything is a fix. And no one is saying anything. Hmm. That's really interesting, isn't it? How everybody knows that it's a fix and nobody's talking about how it's a fix. And then when you ask questions of how is it a fix, you're not allowed to. Kind of like this Guccifer 2.0, right? Huh. So I had to, I mean, come on, we've, we've been around this block before. Oh, you know, releases that Roger Stone spoke with Guccifer 2.0. Guccifer 2.0 was a CIA agent uh, that posed uh, if he spoke with anyone that claimed to be Goosefer 2.0. Guccifer 2.0 was actually a manifestation of Brennan's. It's a CIA op. It's an operation. It is an operation. And they're saying it's Russian. It's an operation, not Russians. And yet... <clears throat> All oh, these people are on trial for these things. It is disgusting, And the fact that our justice department allowed these cases to get where they are also is very telling again, i've said it Labor Day. I guess it wasn't last Labor Day. maybe it's this one. But this is where you see how they operate in 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 within within the goalpost they don't you can't move the goalpost when so many eyes are on you, right? but you can definitely do what you can within the goalposts. post. the goalposts are set. You gotta you know, figure out how you're gonna maneuver within. Now let's finish up with Tucker here. Take a listen.
1: End quote. Norms and values. Whose norms and values? Well, our leaders' norms and values, of course, but mostly their interests. Those in power are the ones our professional class seeks to protect, not the rest of the country. Freedom of conscience never endangers the public. It only threatens the powerful. It endangers their control. It hinders their ability to dictate election results, to loot the economy, to make policies based on whim for their own gain. No wonder our leaders have done such a poor job protecting us from China. They're on the same team. Dave Rubin is the author of the fantastic new book, Don't Burn This Book. It came out today. We're happy to have him on tonight. Dave Tholt, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Thanks, Tucker, good to be do, with you. Do you good to good to have you do, do you notice that the norms and standards to quote the atlantic of american life seems to have changed overnight and all of a sudden we are being told we must accept things that would have been completely unimaginable two months ago
4: well tucker there's so much to talk about here first off i didn't realize i was going to be on a sci-fi show tonight but we are entering a dystopian exactly. future we are entering an authoritarian future because as i've said to you before Authoritarians love authoritarianism, so they're taking this opportunity when we're all confused, we're all locked at home, the only way we can communicate with each other is through their pipes, is through YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everything else, and they're actually finally saying to us, this is who we are. I mean, The, the Atlantic is ridiculous. I, I don't know anyone that reads it anymore, but, but the bigger issue here is, is the YouTube, Twitter, Facebook component of it, because we are now saying to them, or, or they're saying to us, uh, we're going to tell you what's true, and if you dare go against what we say is true, not necessarily what is true, but what we say is true, then we're going to boot you. So. Of course, the other part of this is that it will always only be one side that gets booted here. I mean, is Facebook running around and is Twitter and and YouTube running around? Are they taking away all the Russian collusion videos that were up over the past couple years? I'm pretty sure MSNBC has a YouTube channel that still has videos on it. I mean, that was pushing lies and misinformation and propaganda. So we need to debate these things. If I was to interview these two doctors uh, that you showed the video of, would my channel be be deleted? Am I not allowed to talk about that? Is that not what science and open inquiry really is about, that you test theories, and then you find out what actually is true. And as you pointed out, and this may be the most important part, it's not as if the WHO is infallible. They were literally just a few weeks ago telling us not to wear masks. Now, by law, I tried to go to CVS yesterday, and I wasn't going to wear a mask. I was just going to run in and out. And it said in the front of the store, it said, by law, you have to wear a mask. So it's not as if these people have some, uh, you know, some total stranglehold on truth that the rest of us have to bow to unless they force us to and unfortunately big tech has got us now more than ever because we're all trapped at home and it's the only way we can communicate
1: so no one in science has a monopoly on the truth science in fact is a rejection of the idea that there is a monopoly on truth it's the endless search for what we can prove that's what science is they this has nothing to do with it you introduced as a hypothetical the notion that you could be deleted your channel for hosting this video. I'm not sure that is hypothetical anymore, and my question is very simple. How long before they come for you? You just wrote a book called Don't Burn This Book. How long before they come for the show? Sincere questions.
4: Yeah, uh, well, I, at some level, I don't want to think about it. But, you know, Tucker, you've written a couple of books, and you know that the publishing process takes quite some time. So I finished this book back in July. But I'm very proud that the ideas that I present in Don't Burn This Book are more relevant now than they even were then, because I talk about big tech. I talk about fake news, all of the things that we're constantly talking about. And am I worried? Yeah, I'm worried. I mean, look, any, everyone should be worried. Everyone should be worried. This is why I started Locals.com, my tech company, uh, because I think we need digital homes. Anyone that's online and you think that YouTube or Facebook or Twitter is there to protect you, you're the product. I mean, th- these things are free, except free, meaning they just took your soul in exchange for it. Uh, we should own our data. You should own your own content. We need to start rethinking everything. I mean, I think this is why I'm actually quite enthused about the world right now, is, as depressing and upsetting as some of the news is. You know, there's a new world coming on the horizon, and I think a lot of people are rethinking The way they look at the world, the way, do you want to commute? Do you want to live in a big city? Uh, Do you want to be so reliant on the institutions and systems that we've always been reliant on?
0: And the thing is, over about 10 years ago, I warned you guys about this, about the future, about how there will be cities and there will be the rest of the countries. And the cities are where the people are going to be reliant on the government. They're going to be obedient. They're going to be part of the corporations and they're going to be feeding into that. The rest will be living in places like Florida and training with their own battalions and, you know, having a rural and close and family centric life. Uh So this is where the future was going and it should have already went there. But, you know, then 9-11 happened. They wanted to delay it because they needed more people to be part of these. They didn't want cities. They wanted the whole nation. Right. Uh, But it's looking like that future is not, you know, changing and uh, fixed points in time, man. You know, no matter how many times you time travel and you try to fix it, some things are just fixed points. The only thing that changes is the degree of those activities happening. Okay, Uh, the degree of those activities happening, um, you know, the impact that you will have because you cannot change a fixed point in time because there are so many people that are part of that fixed point in time. And unless you can get millions and millions of people to do something different, that fixed point in time will still occur. It's just that if it's not 5 million people that were necessary to make it large as impact, there were only a million because you were able to change the minds of those of the other 4 million, uh, then the impact is still, I mean, the, the, the event will still occur. But it will only be uh, with less impact or delayed. And, you know, 9-11 and all these things that we're going through have just simply delayed. And what President Trump is doing is trying to ensure that he is not the last president of the United States of America, because if he does not succeed, there is no United States of America. And we need to make that clear. Even the blue states have made it clear that they're sovereign and that they shall they shall seek their independence. This is the future. This was the plan. And I warned every single one of you guys about 20 years ago <laughs> through the internet as a kid. Well, not super kid, but kind of a kid. You know, one day we'll talk about that. But, um, you know, the future stays. Always a time traveler, right? Uh, the future stays... <laughs> To be uh, in that sense. I mean, what the man said. There's some people that want do you want to live that city life? Do you want to be obedient? Do you want to depend on others? Or do you want to be free and learn how to hunt and defend yourselves? Do you want to be free is the question. This is the bottom line. Uh, so uh, that is a big deal. And you know what? Um, free speech is ugly. It's, it's really ugly. It's disgusting, but I'd rather have disgusting free speech than be told what I can say. And freedom to do as you wish is horrible because some people have really bad wishes, but I'd rather have the few that we can handle because we, but we abide by the same morals, not norms, morals of sanctioning life. Right. Um, I'd prefer that than none. Now, I think I, I'm just going to skip through um, what um, Secretary Pompeo said here uh, this morning and go straight to the juice part that I want to play for you guys because I want to talk about this. So um, take a listen to what he has to say.
5: Organization, it failed in its mission here. And so we're conducting a review to figure out how best to use American taxpayer money to deliver real outcomes. Uh, Trump administration has been clear. I've given speeches about this. We engage in multilateral work all across the world. We're doing so even this morning. I was on the phone talking about our work with countries around the world on Venezuela. We built out a Defeat ISIS coalition of 90-plus countries. We're happy to work with countries around the world to deliver real outcomes that deliver security for the American people. Uh, we, We shouldn't pretend that because some organization has health in its title that it's actually capable of delivering the outcomes that we need. Uh, I think about this in the context of the ICC, the International Criminal Court. It's a politicized organization, not a court. We want to make sure that we're getting it right so that we can deliver outcomes for the American people. And the same holds true here. We'll conduct our review. We'll evaluate this. If there is a function that only the WHO can do and we think it is important for American national security because we are good humanitarian partners around the world, I'm confident we'll find a way to deliver that outcome. So I just urge everyone, people, there's private donors who contribute to the WHO, always ask, is this the best model? Is this really the right outcome? When you see the influence that the Chinese Communist Party had as what they were debating how to handle this virus in January of this year, and when you think about those things and the risks that those pose to the world, we, it is an obligation to reconsider whether that vehicle is the right one to deliver pandemic response systems for the world. Okay,
3: last question, Kylie. Um, I'm just wondering, morning, given, morning. Hi, um, given the reliance on China when it comes to medical supplies mm-hmm. and that supply chain, which obviously those supplies are desperately needed in the U.S. right now, does the Trump administration have to wait
0: until this health care crisis in the United States is over before you can actually talk about the specifics of inflicting a price on China as you have repeatedly uh, said this administration will do.
5: Our first priority unambiguously is to address the crisis in which we find ourselves as a direct result of this virus that came out of Wuhan, China. That's been the vice president's task force focus. It's been our state department's focus on both the, the side of doing our best to understand what happened there, as well as getting the American people back. This is a moment. We've got to get it right. We've then got to get the economy cranked back up. There'll be ample time to evaluate um, how it is we hold accountable those responsible for the loss of what is now tens of thousands of American lives and enormous amount of wealth, not only American wealth, but the global economy's devastation as a result of this virus. There'll there'll be a time for this. We'll get that timing right. And as President Trump said when he took office, uh, we're no longer going to tolerate a non-reciprocal behavior from the Chinese government. You saw it first in trade. We said we want it free, we want it uh, abundant, and we want it reciprocal. He drove towards that. He got a phase one trade deal. We were hopeful we could move out on the second part of that as well, and that will ultimately be the decision of the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Are they prepared to engage in trade in a way that is fair and reciprocal? Um, The the last thing I'll say is uh, overnight I saw comments from the Chinese foreign ministry talking about a coercive activity with respect to Australia, who had the – temerity to ask for an investigation. Who in the world wouldn't want an investigation of how this happened to the world? Uh, I, I assume the people of China, they're good people. There are doctors, scientists there. Imagine if those scientists and doctors were working in our system, in a free system where you put hypothesis forward and it was challenged, but you had the freedom to talk and publish papers and others could comment. And uh, This is what democracies do best. The solution to this crisis will come from freedom-loving people around the world. I'm very confident of that. Authoritarian regimes are poorly designed to deal with the kind of crisis that this pandemic has engendered. Democracies where we're free to critique and comment and you can ask the Secretary of State a hard question. Um, th- these are the kinds of places where scientists and freedom and thought and journalists can all operate freely. These are the societies that will deliver the right outcome, we will deliver the therapeutics, we will deliver the vaccines, We'll get the right outcome to get our economies back going again. I'm highly confident of that uh, this is where we see the true benefit of freedom and liberty. And uh, in the days, and weeks, and months ahead, I am confident that the world will see that as well.
0: Can I? Thanks, to everybody. About Thanks the for being with labs. me this morning.
5: Have everybody have a good day.
0: Sayonara. That was it. So what did he say? He's like, just because someone says that they do this or because they have this in their name doesn't mean that they're working for that common goal. That doesn't mean anything. It's kind of like the anti-defamation league, right? All they do is defame people, right? (laughs) Right? Southern Poverty Law Group. All they're doing is, you know... (laughs) slandering people and putting them on lists like gulag lists. Are you kidding? This is it. Just because World Health Organization has the word health doesn't mean that they're looking after health. In fact, the only thing they're doing to health is trying to control it. And they're all driven by interests interest. So that is uh that's key here. It's all driven by interest, all driven by money, kind of like the ICC. We talked about it on air. Remember where I said that's the way the ICC is. Didn't I say the same example? The World Health Organization is like Chinese. It's like the ICC. That's why we don't embody them. Just because the ICC says we're the International Criminal Court doesn't mean that they're actually a court because it's all about who's who and, and just look at the judges. <laughs> They've got People that have genocide on their hands judging, but we talked about this. The same thing Pompeo just said. I said a couple of weeks ago, right, uh, talking about the who, because that's the 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 issue. People tell you something is so, so it is so. If their name is so, then it is so. It's totally not, um, and and that's important now. Moving forward, what we're seeing is a lot of, uh, a bit of a lull in our uh, communications. Coming in, I guess, uh, from the media, all they have is to smash things. You know, Mayor de Blasio telling the Jewish community that he's told the NYPD to start uh, summoning and arresting those that gather in large groups. Yet, you know, the Ramadan collectors are nothing. Uh, You know, we have, you know, Nazi behavior Nazi behavior by him. I mean, I do not want us to bail him out. I refuse to allow him to bail them out. Do not bail them out, President Trump. Let them file bankruptcy. Let them file bankruptcy. It is completely horrible what is going on. You know, funeral rituals are very important in many religions, specifically in Judaism. And, you know, this is just, you know, pretty horrible what we're seeing. That targeting just one population, just another, uh, because, you know... They shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't have any funerals. They shouldn't be doing anything. Uh, You know, yeah, they're going to, they're going to congregate. And you know what? My body, my choice. If I want to go out and be in a group and die from this supposed make-believe, you know, uh, you know, death sentence, then so be it. I'll, I'll do that. And if they arrest, then, you know, you violated my religious liberty. You violated my right to perform, uh, you know, uh, you know rituals and cultural nuances that are important to me and my person. You have violated that. You know, sue them. Sue him. And here it is. We need to get him sued. We need New York. We need Illinois and California to file for bankruptcy. Or else, what I warned about 20 years ago on the internet, many of you... <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet, you know, is going to come to be, it is totally going to come to be, it is going to be exactly what I had said then is going to be now. There's going to be the cities and the rest of the countries. That's it. The cities and the rest, the cities and the rest. And you know, those dystopian films where you see, oh, we're just going to jump over the bridge out of the city, but there's nowhere there. Cause everyone in the cities are going to think that we've all been nuked outside <laughs> That's, that's the deal. We've all been nuked and we're all dead and you can't live there. You need to live within the city, within the city so they can continue to harvest humans, do as they please have, you know, their peasants within their borders and tell them that if you go past the bridge, it's a desolate zone and you're going to die. You can go if you choose, but you will never come back. You will be banished. Or they'll just shoot you out of the sky because they don't want you going out there because we can see what the other countries are doing. They're armed. They've rebooted their communications. They came out of the Stone Age quite quick because it's only the smart ones that stay away from the cities. And, you know, they've invented ways to travel in time and warn people too. Just saying. So this is what comes out of it? Uh, historians will choose the countries over the cities. The choice is yours though. You can sit and pout and do nothing or do something. The, the slightest little thing, the one letter or the support and the cheering on. Like today, I got one of the biggest tips ever. You know what I've been searching for that has never been found because it, my mind didn't even go there. So, you know, high I write articles and stuff, right? So I'm always putting my PayPal link there. Um, you know, you could donate any as many $1 as you want, right? Because, you know, PayPal gets their too and everything. But today I got this like weird um, donation. And it wasn't weird because the size or anything, right? It was just weird the way, I don't know who that is. And I kind of took a look and I was like, wait a minute. Oh. So now I have a lead. I have a lead of, of where all this data is being housed. Um, and it's like, you know, obviously it's like super incredible to think that one thing you see, like a movie, a TV show or something, it just pops up and you're like, oh, wait a I didn't even think about that. You know how, uh, you, you, you've been there before where you're like talking about, I don't know, a recipe for cookies and now I know what to do. Yeah. Well, it was something like this. It was just like another dollar, right? No biggie. And, uh, something, something, the way it came in, I don't know. Was it the way my email chimed? Was it the way it looked the way the PayPal logo? I don't know, but it just went, And I was like, wow, mind blowing. So these, this, is, this, this is how things like shift really quick with little nudges that we can all do. And I call them nudges because we're always trying to direct. Uh, direct. Now that person wasn't trying to direct me. They were just doing their thing. Hey, thanks for the article. Here's a dollar. Um, but it was all about the timing, the timing you know, that timing was just like, what? And you know, what was the question that I had? The question that I had is, I'll see you in a bit. news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So this is the second part. And the last hour, I left it off to, you know, those amazing donations that actually pay for my website to operate. Um, You know, the dollar that I got. And I get dollars every now and then. uh, And it was just the right moment. Like what I had on my screen, when it came in through the email, you know, and I saw it. And it flashed because I usually never see it. I always catch up on the weekend. And for some reason reason my notifications were on on the computer which is so distracting but I don't need distraction I'm more than capable of distracting myself so I don't need help on that and it just went click Wow just like George Papadopoulos said always look across the pond, man, always look across the pond and it's so incredible. So one thing that I asked was, you know, Hey, has anyone seen the hashtag ask AG bar questions? If he's answered any, and obviously, uh, someone just, uh, responded saying it's May 1st. Uh, and that would be because they're going to take the whole day now up until tomorrow pooling questions that most people had to ask, uh, pulling out, you know, the troll questions. You should resign. You should, you know, I I, I actually had a question formulated, which was, hey, you want to tell me about what you and Noriega talked about in Costa Rica? Because Noriega was kind of chatty once, you know, after the fact, before he died. But I didn't because it doesn't matter. So history is history. What happened in the past happened in the past for me. It's what you do in the future right? Um, it does matter. Don't get me wrong. It matters on, um, you know, how closely someone will watch you and look at your intentions, but, um, it's, it's more so, uh, you know, what your actions are going forward. Now, um, one thing I could say, uh, you know, for trending only 9,000 tweets, uh, our hashtag ask AG bar. So if you like the questions that I asked, and if it's a question that you want answered, answer, uh, please feel f- free to retweet it. It's on my Twitter feed. Um, I, am. Tweeted those out uh, through TweetDeck because I wanted to think about them and not have them just kind of like spam him, bombard him. Uh, but um, I'm I'm quite content with his job so far and his um, and the way he's working. I'm uh, a little bit taken back with this whole minority report deployment, but I'm also excited that he appointed a U.S. attorney to run point on all the allegations of uh, abuse of power. So Attorney General Barr Actually appointed. Uh, let me pull up the U.S. attorney's name. Um, he appointed. Let's see. What What is his name again? Let's see. Um, U.S. attorney Matthew Schneider. So I am tweeting that out right now. Um, He is the guy that uh, you can direct all your concerns about your city or state uh, in uh, violating civil rights, liberties of individual uh, citizens in your constitutional rights, of course. Um, So direct all constitutional, constitutional, uh, and civil uh, liberties, uh, violations, and or and or concerns to this office. So uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, he will be uh, getting this done. He is the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Michigan. Uh <laughs> And Michigan has gone under Gestapo, right? So that'll be interesting. Um, Remember, if you see your government like I did, uh, see North Dakota possibly abusing COVID funds, uh, please feel free to email disaster at leo.gov. It's actually in uh, U.S. Attorney Matthew Schneider's, uh, you know, Banner page, uh, report COVID-19 fraud. Contact the National Center for Disaster Fraud Hotline uh, since this is considered a national disaster. And it falls under that category since we are in emergency state. Uh, you know, if you see your city, your state, or anybody abusing coronavirus intended funds to for their self-gain or to push themselves please do not hesitate to send an email. I'm going to be following that account of that U.S. attorney, hoping to see that he will come back with something for us or tweet for us, which would be interesting. Now, there are a lot of people, there's over 45,000 tweets right now uh, where the Democratic Party is pushing this new uh, campaign called Extend the Lockdown and they are literally asking for the lockdown to be extended Uh, they want people to uh, stay in their homes and be obedient and listen Uh, you know this is a very good lesson for what will be happening and coming about Um, like I uh, kind of mentioned in the first hour and I've mentioned throughout the years on air and online I try to warn people about 20 years ago how the future is laid out and it seems that we're coming back full circle, uh, you know, in that direction. Though with President Trump uh, in, uh, you know, the the seat right in the seat right now uh, that is trying to avoid it and maintain the United States of America, it seems that this civil war is heating up really quick uh, because the left is pulling punches from everywhere. I mean, they have turned Republicans to Democrats. I mean, you know, for some reason, people thought that Doug Burgum was a Republican. He's not. He's a Democrat, such a Democrat. It's pretty incredible. Now, um, you know, there is so much uh, coming forward, you guys, in regards to betrayal uh, for all of you. Uh, It is something that we should... um, be aware of, uh, betrayal is a very big deal. And I've said this many, many times, uh, they never will try to push you into something. Uh, they will usher you into it. And so today I want to break down this hoax that has been happening. Uh, you know, a very, very long time ago, (laughs) once upon a time in 2017, right around my birthday, after President Trump was sworn in, I came upon a lot of juicy information, a lot of communications, uh, that were put in different areas for people to find. And, um, you know, it was important for people to understand that, uh, are communi- uh, Remember, I've talked about how the swamp creatures communicate. We've got black phones, right? We've got Etsy, 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 you know, where you sell like things, handcrafted things right? The state department. Hey, if anyone's listening, right? I already know your Etsy accounts, just like I know your video game accounts, just like I know all of them. Etsy, 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 Etsy. Etsy is another chat platform they use to chit chat. Etsy, right? Who would think eBay and Etsy, right? That they're selling something that's clue. Hey, it's me. And they're chatting about talking about buying this item, right? Are you paying attention now? Right, because we have everything we need. Every agency out there is exposed like nobody's business that is colluded with these, you know, well-known agencies, <laughs> and it's all coming down. It is all coming down to this. They've invaded us from the get-go. You saw them coming up the ranks in 2016 these interactive internet activity soldiers, right? Code pink, MAGA. Ooh, I was lunch running during the Trump campaign. And now look, Mm. this is how one must sit and think this insanity, you know, I, I I made it no secret. The only naval base as a navy no, it's not the only one. But as active duty, there we go. Um, was uh the base for information warfare. And um, you know, that's where I was recruited out of having uh just entered. And so it's 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 pretty interesting how um I guess maybe they saw, you know, she's young, she's stupid, she's agreeing to it, she's going with emotions. She didn't really yell much. She's like, okay, because it's like, behold, I send you a sheep <laughs> amongst the wolves. Be as slick as a serpent, right? Yep. I mean, I don't do the whole belly thing, but you know what I'm saying? This is This is how... You understand how corruption works because if you walk in their shoes, you know the saying, right? You have to walk in a man's shoes in order to understand where they're at. I actually have taught my children the shoe game. I think it's one of the most character building and, um, important games anyone can play with their children and even for themselves. So one thing I, and, and actually my father taught me this, um, from a child, from a very young age, my dad, uh, whenever we would take the subway, I mean, he hated the subway. I loved it because I got to uh, you know, people watch but, uh, and play the shoe game, which is something that I love to do. Uh, even until today, uh, I look at someone's shoes. Um, not because I'm like, ooh, let me check it out, but it tells you everything you need to know. You can make up a story of what that person is or where they've been or where they're going just from their shoes. It makes you able to perceive things more, right? Uh, you're able to perceive things a lot better. So I say this with, you know, an open hand to you, how being a little bit more folk, not focused, perceptive of a little things goes a long way. Um, You know, we've seen that the president has done a lot since he's been in office. They hate him. You know, I've talked about Blumenthal, right? (laughs) Talked about him and all his stuff in Venezuela. Uh, You know, I've talked about all these things that they have been doing. Uh, They actually assumed that he was stupid and um, they failed because where he lacked others' excelled see the one thing that people don't seem to grasp is the reasoning behind let's just put Russia hooks aside okay what is the reasoning behind the coronavirus lockdown Why is YouTube, uh, like, you know, uh, Tucker showcase so well, Facebook, Twitter, and everyone who is, you know, advocating for, um, their cities or their States to open up, why are they being shot down and silenced? Think about it. What do they gain by you being locked inside? Obviously, they're terrorizing you that if you open your window, you're going to die. I have friends that I'm like, yo, let's hang out. Let's play some cards. And they're on full lock. They really believe they're going to die. They do. And it's like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? You're not going to, oh, nope, we're going to die. And, and, and I don't know how you're going out there. You're putting your kid at risk for not wearing a mask. And it's like, dude, mind your business, man. I think you're putting your kid at risk when you're feeding him soy all the time. Your boy's not growing any hair. He looks limp, but you know, they're panicking. Why? How is the fear? a factor. We've talked about this before. It makes you resonate on a lower frequency. See, lower frequencies tend to insult certain areas of the brain. Wow. And I just thought of that. See, see how that goes. That answers another question I had for something, but, um, lower frequencies actually resonate in, um, certain areas of the brain, uh, that trigger, uh, a, re- a fight or flight response. Fear. Fear is always on a lower frequency. So you resonate on a lower frequency too. So if you're in fear and you're constantly on a fight or flight, you're not thinking properly. You can't, uh, you know, execute, uh, you know, tasks properly. You can't take decisions correctly, right? Uh, you're doing it all in haste and fear under fear, right? And this fear that they're in, in, betting into you like, oh my gosh, you should fear the person walking next to you. You should fear anybody in your proximity. People are bad. You need to stay away, right? This is scary. We'll give you a magic vaccine called a bunch of nothing and then magically tell you it's all gone once we throw up borders around our cities and leave the scavengers out there that are infected because they've been nuked or whatever they're going to say. So, Fear. And now elections are coming and they want us to have fear. Fear to go and vote. Fear. It's not really working with the conservatives, right? We know this. And even the lefties are tired of this. They're like, come on, man. No one's dying. I got friends that are nurses. You know, you hear it from the left all the time. This is insane. Doctors are committing suicide. Insane. Super insane. Super insane. Uber, super insane. So... You know, what does that have to do with it? How are they going to try to – we talked about this on the elections. And this is why I think it's important I put another article out, kind of like the really good article I put out telling you how Trump is going to work with this and what decision he's going to make. So um, what you have to think is how can we avoid this? How can we appease – the idiots that are scared, you know, the Karens that are calling because you're not complying, right? Like I saw Heidi Heitkamp, you know, that disgusting, she doesn't even look like a woman anymore. Okay, let's just get that straight. Who was who was the senator of North Dakota? Her, her brother, who's just a loser, um, has a radio show, very liberal, and he was calling out vice president. President Pence. Oh, my God. She's not with guys. I went on there and I was like, maybe he knows something else. But hey, you want to talk about Tara Reid? Because, you know, you believed her, you know, the CIA asset Ford who had Daniel Jones write up her letter and stuff. You know, you believed her. What about Tara Reid? Who knows a time, a place, people? And and there's a decades old phone call on Larry King that's publicly available talking about it. Are you going to believe her? So I just put that and the comments that I got back were, oh, my gosh, you're going to kill me if you go out without a mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, all right, lady. Um, and it's not just one, it's tons of them. Someone was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, da da da, you don't know if it's virulent or not. And I was like, well, I do have a degree that says that I do understand molecular and cellular biology. So I look at it from a different perspective, but okay. Because everyone, you know, is, is an expert and I hate doing that because, you know, when you want to get to a destination, if you stop and, you know, address every barking dog, it's like they slow you down. And so I have to learn to ignore it, but, you know, I'm, I, I feel compelled sometimes to be like, dude, get some help. Because people are literally going insane. They think they're going to die. They think they need drones to follow them around and take people's temperatures while they record your face and every single thing about you in order to save themselves. This is it. Costco decided that you can't get in without any masks. Well, if that's the case, why didn't you have masks deployed when there was a peak? Oh because of fear. And this will cost Costco a lot of money. I mean, I canceled my membership and I only had a few months because it was purchased last year, I think like July. So I guess, you know, I don't know, do I get a refund? (laughs) But I'm like, cancel it. Cancel it. Um, because nobody wants to give money to companies that perpetuate fear. Any company that tells me I need to wear a mask or gloves to enter will not get my money. My Trump bucks <laughs> by the way I got my Trump bucks and that was perfect because the minute it came in I walked it off and it a hundred percent I think I I made forty five dollars on that that I can use for myself it literally paid my my monthly uh, my monthly house payment and my bills Pfft, done so that was good Thank You President Trump you should have just sent checks for that six hundred dollars a week but instead we let the Senate pseudo Republicans work with the Democrats and push that through uh, so they could take a, you know, skim off the top. This is why they're delayed in giving it to us. That money's been released and they're delaying it because they're trying to skim off the top. So we have all of these people also pushing this in this together thing. Which is supposed to bind people and make them feel loved and connected. Totally doing the opposite. I mean, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but at least for me. And, you know, that is, um, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible, right? It's pretty incredible. Now we are seeing uh, bigger personas taking a stand. I mean, Elon Musk, I talked about it yesterday where he was like, oh, you know, oh, what? Hospitals that have coronavirus labeled patients get more money. It's like, dude, you're late for the party like a month. Why now? And that's the thing. See, they still get praise even though they knew it from before. See, this is why we suck as people to call people out. Yes, Elon Musk. Thank you for standing up. Now they're like, oh, we want to see Elon Musk and Bill Gates have a debate. Guys, huh? Elon Musk is a genius. He already knew they were getting money. You knew they were getting more money. I told you follow the money in March, didn't I? When the Act came, I was like, mm, I smell something here, right? He knew he's a genius too. I mean, he's not a time traveler like me or is he kind ish? Not really. And he's not a quantum computer like me. So, you know, the question is, hey, Elon, why now? Why didn't you do it before? Why now? See, these are the questions you should be asking about our senators and our congresspeople that suddenly get this wave of, what? Let me point this out. Well, why are you pointing it out now and not before? Why now and not before? Because if you have done that a month before when it was pertinent, we wouldn't be here today discussing lockdowns today. Because more people would have been like, well, do we knock the Tesla CEO off of Twitter? I mean, he is sending things to space, right? So these are questions that, um, you know, people should be asking. Elon Musk is saying, oh, we, we, you know, free America and let people go out. Yeah. Why didn't you say that a month ago though? You already knew. Okay. You knew, you knew, you knew. So. Everything needs to be questions, like I've said. The people that are supposedly your voice with all these you know uh online uh, you know publishers and faces that have come up to you know work as i don't know in their podcasts and their you know, TV, paid TV memberships in regular TV, you know, whatever. All these people know, but why aren't they saying it is the question. Why aren't they saying it when they're supposed to say it so we can avoid being in this position today? See, this is where you need to ask yourself that question because I know every one of my listeners already knew that they were getting extra money for these. So obviously they knew. They already knew, they already knew That they were benefiting from it. They already knew. They already knew that governors were overreaching their power. They already knew. But now they're saying something not before. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, all of you already knew. Like I told you, I don't trust Ray. Right? But on the other hand, I'm like, why is he there? I told you weeks ago. Why is it that it wasn't even weeks ago, right? When were we talking about General Flynn? Um, Let me think. Let me think. It was, um, I would have to say it was around this time last year. And I told you, I don't trust Ray. But I trust the fact that he can't give us what we need for General Flynn. Ah, yeah, it was around this time because I had said that General Flynn wasn't going to be sentenced in March. And then July was coming around. Remember, I said he's not being sentenced then either. But the question is, why is Christopher Ray holding on to information that General Flynn can use? And the reason was, like I told you, grand juries. And so now General Flynn drops that thing. And what did I tell you when he dropped that tweet? Ah, I see. So I guess the indictments will be unsealed now. This is going to be an avalanche. This is where General Flynn walks and there will be an avalanche of unsealing. But uh, what I want to see my president do is remove the company that chooses the jury pool and then fire every single judge in, DC, in D.C.'s district courts, federal, federal, right? And Eastern Virginia, right? The, the, the uh, Eastern District of Virginia, too. And replaced them all. Replaced them all. Every single one of them. Every single one of them because they knew. They all hang out together. They knew. Some of them even communicated with Pelosi. They knew. They knew, they knew, they knew, and they pretended, and they lied, and they pretended, and they lied, and you know what? Once you lie and you're in that hole, how do you get out? Fess up, fess up, and we might be nice, but not all of them are fessing up. Instead, we had Lindsey Graham being, you know, first chair, canary, and he's pretty much a loser. And it's not all he di- all he gave us was Ukraine and a little bit of Enron. That's it. All right, he's a loser. But these judges know. They know everything. Some of them even advise them on the side, you know, chit-chat. Losers. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about that and more after the break.
6: The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Every decision will be made to benefit American workers and American families. America will start winning again, winning like never before. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Do not allow anyone to tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable.
1: Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn, Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Thank you and God bless America.
7: Hi, I'm Laura Loomer, and I'm running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District. Wouldn't it be horrible if we lived in a nation where journalists were silenced just because they confronted the political and media elite? You might think that could never happen in America, but it did, and to me. For confronting people like Hillary Clinton on her corruption and Ilhan Omar for her ties to radical Islamic terror groups, I have been banned on pretty much every single social media platform. And if that doesn't sound extreme enough, I'm also banned on Uber and Lyft. I know, I cannot understand that last one either. When this all happened to me, I contacted the media and members of Congress. I asked them for help. I kept calling, I kept emailing, but I never received a reply. And that's when it hit me. I'm a well-known journalist who has the phone numbers of the most powerful people in politics and media, yet I couldn't get any assistance. What on earth would the average American do if the same thing happened to them? I realized then that if I wanted to see change that I would need to run for office. The American people deserve representation that listens to and acts on their concerns. So here I am running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District because the American people deserve a voice and a representative who, like President Trump, will keep the promises they make and speak up loudly and clearly for that silent majority.
0: All right, welcome back everyone to the Tory Says show. So I'm I'm I I need to just make this clear. People should be called out. Period. Call them to the carpet when they're talking smack. Call them to the carpet. That's it. I mean, I got a robocall uh earlier today about um wh- who was it from? It was from uh, was it Barack or Michelle, I was just like, shoot, I got like so many of them um, telling me how, uh, you know, I can go in for testing in my states and how I should protect myself and wear masks. And I thought to myself, who's paying for that? Please don't tell me it's my state paying to get them to call. And I tried to, to trace the number and like uh, put it in, but it was uh, a couple numbers extra. So it was one of those telemarketing. So now I've just labeled it as spam, but that's the thing. Who is paying advertising to come into test, even if you have, uh, you know, symptoms or not, like who is actually paying? Who is paying? You know, These people that are claiming, you know, oh, we should all be in our house. Oh, we need to wear masks. Oh, you're going to kill us are the same people that are going to be demanding that you wear a big fat sign on your back or Jewish yellow star to make sure they can discern who's immune and who's allowed to come in. And don't get me wrong. Didn't I and Millie Weaver talk about that? In the middle of March, telling you about these immunization papers. And now you're going to have to show them. And if you're going to want a job, if you want to go to school, if you want money, benefits, they're going to force you. Hmm. Well, that's what they want. That was the plan. But apparently, uh, you know, the attorney general of the United States is uh, pushing back a little bit, right? Pushing back a little bit. But these are all things that were part of their plan. But what people don't seem to understand is, right now, you have seen the, I've always told you, there's a perceived and actual uh, situation, the perceived chain of command, the perceived whatever, right? So what people don't seem to understand is FBI Director Comey, for example, was the head of the FBI, but he and Jim Rubicki... Right, both were reporting to someone else, who also was were, were getting reports from other people, other people, and other people, and other people, and other people. I'm just saying. So these other people could they have been like I don't know part of Brendan's team? I'm just saying. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. I wrote an article about Priya on Tory says. Talked about a person, you probably don't know who they are, who, work for, who works for a law firm in Chicago now. She used to be an attorney at uh, the Department of uh, uh, Energy. <laughs> and then she moved to the Department of Treasury. And no one asked themselves, why the heck is Peter Strzok sending this chick mid-year exam information? Nobody. Nobody, absolutely nobody. Why is he talking to her? Why are they sharing information about Hillary Clinton's server when she's a, you know, general counsel for the department of treasury, 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 because they know what was in those emails. They're all crooks. And it's not just about the money and usurping your rights and making you all slaves and throwing you into these cities, abide, obey, abide, obey, or you can take your chances outside of the wall, but we'll shoot you while you jump just in case, even though if you go out there, we're telling you, you're going to die, right? It's like, have you seen that movie where it's like all these people live in this high tech city and they have the slums and then, you know, the rich people that look really weird, kind of like the hunger games, right? With that weird lipstick and hair and, you know, curls and stuff. <laughs> like, that's what nightmares are made of, seriously. But the, the have you seen that movie? Right? There's so many of them. Where there's, like, people and they're like, Oh, I don't want to be oppressed anymore. I'm going to jump the wall and leave the city. And then as they jump, they're they're shooting them because they're like, "You, if you jump, you're going to die. Okay, if I'm going to die, why are you wasting bullets? Like, let me go. If I die, why are you wasting bullets? Let me go. Ah, okay. Because... I'm not going to die when I leave your control, right? Is that it? Because see, that's how dumb it is. When I watch films like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're literally pointing out to people how stupid they are. How stupid people are when they're in fear, when they live in fear. This is why I said, the lower they have you free resonate and the more you're scared, the more you're not making decisions correctly and clearly. I could tell you, you know, months ago when my world was rocked, I, I don't even remember the month of December in January and February, believe it or not. It's like all of blur. I couldn't make decisions. I, I, I didn't remember if I made decisions. Like, uh, you know, I remember I cooked dinner once and I put it out there to feed my children. And, uh, you know, uh, th- an hour later, I, I finished doing some research, you know, to compartmentalizing and focusing on something else and then came out of my little office and started to cook dinner again. And I was like, girls, come on, have your dinner. And they're like, what are you talking about? You just made dinner like an hour ago. And I was like, I did. That's what happens when you're in fear, when you're confused, when you're terrified, when your reality shatters, you're like mindless completely. It's like, you're just like overload, right? Kind of like when your phone heats up. When certain people want to know what you're talking about. So it's on overload. So you're pushing the buttons. It's not responding. You're trying to text. It's not responding. It's just hanging. It's like I'm not doing anything. This is where they have you. And you're not paying attention to details. You know, they have purposely put you in a pocket of fear they have purposely fed you false information they have purposely led you to believe that you are going to die they have purposely led you to believe that the president is a um an agent of russia and they have attacked everyone um There is a uh, person who was uh, selling uh, colloidal silver product, um, you know, to help with COVID-19. And, you know, it sucks because you have to be careful. I mean, it's not like colloidal silver won't help. I mean, it helps. Did you know that people that drink a lot of colloidal silver actually get their skin turned blue? I kid you not. They look like Smurfs. But it doesn't do anything except for taint them blue. But it does actually, um, you know... uh, um, help you with your immunity. It does. I mean, it's proven. So what he was saying uh, was tooting it as a COVID-19 and he shouldn't have done that. He should have just said, you know, in general, colloidal silver helps, blah, blah, blah. They're going after it. And, and this is probably because they want to go after Alex Jones. Like this is the first, do you know how many people are watching Alex Jones right now to just misspeak and say, it'll help you against coronavirus. That's it. He's done. He's super done. And, you know, alkaline structured silver has been shown to help with bacterial, with uh, viral, with parasites even, has. But, you know, you can't say that it's for COVID-19. And if your product hasn't undergone what the FDA says so, then you're in trouble. Right? Then you're in trouble. So, you know, we still have to placate to it. And Attorney General, um, Attorney General, uh, U.S. Attorney Huber actually went after him. So the question is, why go after the silver products, Mr. Huber, when you're busy with other stuff, which tells you what? Ooh, there's more to that than just the silver. Because why would, you know, U.S. Attorney Huber work on this when he's busy on that, you know, the other stuff? Hmm? could be something else. I don't know. So the court temporarily froze uh, the defendant's assets in order to preserve the court's ability to grant effective and final relief, uh, and to maintain, maintain the status quo. So I, I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, I'll keep an eye on it and I think all of us should, but you know, this, this, unfortunately, when you're surfing the wave of this, you know, Kung flu flu, Acre, Right. Uh, you know, you've just got to go with the roll with the punches. You can't go completely against the grain because, uh, you know, you can't balance you can't walk that thin line where you have to be balanced. So it's, 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 it's pretty incredible what we're seeing and how things are coming out. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, putting out lies, 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 lies. And it's just, it's just, Insane. It's insane. Politico is right. I'm screenshotting everything Politico does and the Hill, because when this, when we come over this hump and the avalanche rolls, that is something that, you know, if I had the money, I would be posting, posting billboards, lies lies, you know, I'll actually sue them for purposely putting disinformation and then have a discovery where they could show me emails because I probably have a few where they have communicated with these clowns and... Put out disinformation. Now I have to prove that they knew it was disinformation, but see, that's okay. Cause they chat amongst each other. Most of these clowns that write these articles don't, not just for political, but a lot of them don't even believe half the stuff they're doing. And remember that hot mic moment where the reporters who are feeding you fear that are sitting in the white house and they're feeding you fear, fear,
1: fear,
0: fear, fear. sat there and called it a hoax. Didn't they? So I'm just saying, didn't they? They're feeding you a hoax yet. I don't know. <laughs> we're sitting there buying. I'm not, I'm not buying what they're selling. Are you? Cause I'm not. Uh, are you? I'm not. You know, we we really have to talk about Van Grack. Uh, there's so much there, uh, you know, with that attorney. Oh, my gosh, there's so much. But, you know, I don't even want to go backwards anymore. I don't want to analyze stuff we already talked about. I already told you how they set up Flynn years ago. I already told you that he was going to lead it out. So what I want us to do is just focus on the antip- anticipation of, oh, my gosh, this avalanche is going to be so dope. Because avalanches are quite beautiful when you watch them from afar and you're not in there line of fire. But this avalanche, when an avalanche happens, what happens guys? Think about it. The whole purpose of the avalanche is there's too much snow and then it comes off. But what do you expose the core of the mountain, right? You unveil what's underneath that snow, right? And that's what we should all be anticipating to. Not so much that all of these people are going to be snowballed, you know, down to, um, I'm, You know, they say that they're being questioned in Texas. If I had to guess, I would say Corpus Christi. But, you know, this avalanche that's going to come through, you should be excited for that. You should be excited that there's vindication for your sanity. (laughs) Your sanity. Because you're just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe that. I'm being told this. It's like they're telling you, turn left. But when you turn left, make sure you're turning right at the same time. You're like, but that's impossible. Yeah, just do it. This is how you feel right now. You're multidirectional in your attention. You don't know if you're coming and going. And then we have what they call, what is it called? Uh, Revamping communication strategy. I want you guys to hear this because this was said on Laura Ingram's uh, show. Take a listen.
3: And as we switch into recovery mode, is it time to ask Fauci and Burks to continue their work, but maybe not do these daily briefings? Politico is reporting that the White House is shifting its communications focus from COVID containment and mitigation to reopening the country, which includes managing the media bookings of government experts like Deborah Burks and Anthony Fauci. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany is overseeing this effort. She joins us now. Kayleigh, are you guys putting the docs on uh, in a box? What's going on there? It's like a Dr. <laughs> Seuss uh, book. What's happening? Yeah.
8: You know, no, that's not the case. What we do each and every day is we ask ourselves, what announcements do the American people need to hear about? What is the next iteration of, of the news stories as we move forward um, amid this pandemic and look toward reopening the economy? And that's what guides us. And some days that means Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci being out there. Other days, that means Kevin Hassett, Steve Mnuchin in um, the economic team. So really, what the American people need to hear is what guides us. And, Kelly, a lot of folks are, are just anxious for
3: good news. They, they, they don't want to have blind faith, but they want good news. They want optimism going forward. That's American spirit. Uh, Dr. Fauci was talking about what could be coming, however.
6: Watch. If we are unsuccessful or prematurely try to open up, it could be much more than that. It could be a rebound to get us right back in the same boat that we were in a few weeks ago. It's inevitable that we will have a return of the virus or maybe it never even went away.
3: Is that a view that the White House shares that it's inevitable that we can see into the future that this virus will definitely come back if if, if, if this state opens a little earlier, that state opens, not according to exactly the plan of the White House?
8: Look, you know, President Trump has put forward these phased reopening guidelines. You know, governors are following them. um, And it's up to the governors ultimately what to do. But look, the president's very impressed with a lot of these plans that he's seen. Today we had Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, a great example of a state that's just doing it right, that's reopening the economy. Um, This president is leading the way. Uh, Every step of the way, he's made the right decision. And he's making the right decision now to look toward reopening the economy. Mm. You're exactly right. The American people want optimism. They want confidence. And that is exactly what President Trump is giving them.
3: Uh, There was a really cool trip by Vice President Pence today to the Mayo Clinic where he was looking into all this new plasma technology that might be uh, very useful in fighting this virus as we go forward and maybe if it does come back in the fall. But the media had a different focus. Check it out.
4: Vice President Mike
5: Pence uh, raising concern as he visited the famed Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and was the only
1: person seen not, repeat, not wearing a mask. Is this Mike Pence figuring out that Trump has decided that masks are for people in his role a form of weakness? This
3: is Mike Pence cowering to a president who doesn't think masks are for him. Uh, Kelly, your thoughts on mask shaming?
8: Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, we're all routinely tested for coronavirus in the White House. Uh, the media obsession with Mike Pence wearing a mask is really just ridiculous. What they need to be focused on is talking to the American people, covering what the president does in the White House each day, these small business loans that have been remarkable, that have saved companies, uh, all of the health updates we have. Instead of focusing on mass palace, mask palace intrigue, perhaps they can focus on delivering news to the American people. I think that's what the American people deserve.
3: Hey, Kayla, are you going to be doing press conferences? Your predecessor didn't uh, didn't do the press conferences. Will you be doing them as time goes on? We move into this post-COVID world, we hope.
8: Hey, I, I gaggle with the press, you know, almost every day. And look, that's up to the president. But right now, the American people are hearing directly from President Trump. And there's no better messenger than the president of the United States. 100%
0: 100% we want to hear him now I sent out my first tweet to the U.S. Attorney uh, U.S. Attorney Schneider uh, you know because here we go Wisconsin police officers totally went to a woman's home to say that she violated a state order by allowing her daughter to play at a neighbor's house so uh, Karen called and said oh you sent her out or her friend said to her mom oh but Sally went over to so and so's and they had a play date you know you you didn't You're not letting me. Oh, so she did. Let me call the sheriff and the police, and I'm going to get her because she's putting us all at risk. Mask shaming, not social distancing shaming. Guys, you see things like this, add it. Say, hey at USAO underscore MIE. This is unacceptable. And just keep feeding his feed because someone's watching it. Uh, You know, he doesn't have many followers. uh, So, you know. But maybe he's he's well he actually gained a thousand followers and like since his appointment, so he cautioned against predatory practices related to COVID nineteen and housing, which means that we are finding what we are finding ah that they're price gouging right or they're telling people that they have to pay extra because they don't have money, uh, and they can't do anything. That's pretty interesting. This is, this is really, really interesting. So if you find things like this, please, uh, you know, to retweet it, send it to him because we're their eyes. Obviously, you know, people are scared to report. I hope this woman reports. I'm there and I am ready to, you know, forward and put and put. I've filed so many FOIAs, so many open records requests, which by the way, the governor of North Dakota has refused to respond to any of my questions to any of them. So obviously, I'm going to have to drop a phone call and then maybe put it on an open. Open thing And say, hey guys, do you mind copy and pasting and maybe emailing him the questions? Because obviously, you know, he doesn't want to respond to questions and won't even say no comment. Uh, None of the questions were answered. Uh, You know, so feel free for anyone that cares about uh, how Governor Doug Burgum is now pushing his app in every single state and using taxpayer dollars and possibly disaster funds to push it is doing so. Uh, Because we need to hold these people accountable. They're not you know, private uh, private entities that can act on their own and do whatever they want. I mean, if I could, I would have been sending directed FOIA requests to these contracting companies we have. I would have been putting it all out there. But, you know, we can't. Because they're private companies and they have that right. They're a private company. Just like someone said, oh, if you don't want to, uh, you know, go to Costco, then you don't have to wear a mask and go. Yeah, but Costco can't operate and get tax relief because they're upholding the Constitution, dude. So Costco is violating the law. They should not be allowed to get any title funding because all these big companies, just so you know, Right, get tax cuts, and some of these tax cuts are linked to title codes, right? And some of those are discrimination. So, basically, they are discriminating against people for XYZ. Like, for example, they're saying you can't wear flip flops, that's fine, there's no religion as such. I mean, if someone claims that they have religion, they have to let them through. Uh, toplessness obviously, you know, uh, you might stink, I, I don't need your bodily fluids everywhere, and it's a hygiene issue. And unless there's a religion that per- promotes nakedness and isn't, what is it, indecent exposure, uh, I don't think they'd have a problem letting people in. You know, pets aren't allowed, but if they are your stress pet or your, uh, you know, therapy pet, they have to let them in. So here is where the masks come in, right? Right. With what right and authority do you demand someone, Dan's Supermarket in North Dakota or Costco, that they have to wear masks or whatever the other supermarket is that someone uh, tweeted to me this morning? Tell me. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not law. So again, you're discriminating against me because I refuse to wear a mask. So you're telling me that I have to wear special attire to be able to shop. Then you're not open to the public. So that needs to be revamped, right? And a lot of people are like, yeah, you don't... Yeah, exactly. They don't need your money. If they're going to tell you, you have to dress a certain way, and this is dressing up, right? You got to wear a mask. Then you don't need to go there and give them money. And they'll learn just like Dick's Sporting Goods did. Look at their sales. Dick's is being sold. (laughs) I'm just saying. They wanted to remove guns saying, look at us. We're removing guns. And it's like, well... Look at you! You're closing down everywhere, everywhere. So it's it's quite it's quite interesting. Now, to close this uh, this day, I just want to leave you with a tidbit. I've talked about this before: how Guccifer 2.0 is fake, right? It's a Brennan operation. There's a specific operation name, but if I uh, you know, it may or may not be the actual operation because I can't trust clowns, right? But I do know that it's an operation because I saw the email fly through, through the GSG server, um, you know, that this was a plan. This is how um, Christopher Steele comes in with his supposed, oh, look, I have like Russian sources and all of this. So we'll just tie them in. See, what people don't seem to understand is um, there were people... And there still are people within the State Department and the National Security Councils that know, um, you know, how things are now they came up forward making statements. Remember how I mentioned Harry Reid in 2018 and nobody talked about him. You know the, the idiot that pushed it with Mother Jones which by the way had written about me too once and you know had pushed it with Mother Jones and you know the whole fake dossier the, the the idiot that was playing with the TheraBand and smacked himself in the face and then sued them because he doesn't know how to use it the one that supposedly had cancer and that's why he wasn't running again but we we all know it was corruption charges and that's why he's not running again. Yeah, that guy. So that guy who was actually <laughs> has a story, apparently, allegedly, he did this whole prostitute thing with peeing thing. So that's where that idea came from. But all of these people work together, right? Um, all of them work together and steal and all of them, you know, FIFA. Remember that case? That actually came up too. And I'm going to tell you their relationships go so far back. Because they're all part of the same network and groups. That's the thing. Groups. All part of the network and groups. It's like high school, but with really bad bullies that think they're entitled. Well, just like high school, basically, right? The bad bullies that think they're entitled to everything. Just listen. Listen to your gut, listen to your president, and do as you think is right for you and your family. On that note, I want to wish everyone a great evening. I hope tomorrow we kick off the avalanche. God bless. I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place.